to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mayla. And what's up? It's Wednesday. Hey. Happy Wednesday, y'all. Happy hump day. Hope you guys are having a great day. Week. If it's Thursday and you're riding to work, I hope your work day is fucking awesome. Good morning. <laughs> um, we have a special guest today here. Um, we have Therese Clark, the founder of Lady Suite. And if you guys aren't familiar with Lady Sweet, you guys should be because we post about it all the time on our Instagram because we fucking love Lady Sweet. And I've been using the botanical oils, Me too. Um, which I use every single day. Um, and it just smells really good. And it just feels like I'm like, I guess, you know, like, it's just like that the vulva is something we neglect so much. And I never even realized it until I got Lady Sweet. And I was like, I don't ever put oils down there. Right, right. But I'm putting oils all over my face all day. Right. Like, picking my face and, like, giving my face, giving facials, myself facials. Right. Like, I, I believe in facials. Vagina facials? Facials? I, I did, yeah. That's facial. a thing. I just made it up. <laughs> it's actually a thing. It is, is a it? thing, yeah. But it it's is. misbranded. It's vajacial. Oh, vajacial. Vagina, yeah. Vul- it should be vulvacial. Vulvacial. I kind of like that better. Does that roll yeah. off a little bit better? It's like kind of more sexy. I think I'm going to start offering it in my list of services. Vulvacial. <laughs> I'm an esthetician, so I'm gonna be like, yeah, also, I'll do a vulvacial, which is a you know mask in your lower pubic area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're gonna, but you're gonna pick ingrown hairs out. And stuff. I love that shit anyway. I'm an ingrown picker. But are you supposed to do that though? Yeah, you could take them out if you do it gently. If you're not like scarring yourself. So instead of like Dr. Pimple Popper, you'd be like <gasps> Vulva Pimple Popper? Vulva Vulva Grown Popper? Yeah. Something we'll work on that. We'll work, we'll we'll work on that, but it's we're going somewhere. Um, you the know Vimper Popper? The bitch, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> I love Pimple Popper. I like a lady sweet because I like shaving with it. I do too. I used to I used to sometimes do coconut oil, mm-hmm. which is a little bit thicker, but I like shaving with oils. I feel like it's less harsh. It creates like a barrier kind of. Yeah, as long as your razor, you're, like, cleaning it out. Cleaning it, and, yeah. You know. Yeah, I feel like it would be kind of, isn't it hard to clean? I feel like coconut oil especially. Wouldn't it be hard to clean the razor out? Doesn't it, when it gets hard, it gets all hardened? And, yeah. You just no, find no, a way. no, 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 not mine. No, <laughs> <laughs> no just hot water. Oh. Tap, 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 hot water. Mm, okay, cool. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Um, well, can you tell us a little bit about Lady Sweet, how you founded your company? Like Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Well, like, first of all, I'm so excited to be here, you guys. I was listening to one of your podcasts on my way, and I was like, I'm not that cool. Which, <laughs> which one did you listen to? I'm not a mom. Oh, it's fine. I grew up with a, a mom who delivers babies. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Yeah, she actually still does. She's 79 years old. And, um, Is she a midwife or OBGYN? Interesting. It's funny because she's a Filipino old school Asian Catholic mom mm-hmm. who is, it's, she's trained conventionally, but I see her like doula moments come out in real life, like when she's actually working with babies mm-hmm. and moms. Um, but she couldn't say the word vagina growing up. Um, so it's really funny that I'm in this kind of world. Of, because she felt ashamed to say it or, yeah. okay. Um, I think religion does a number on your ability to save vagina, let alone... So what did she call it? Um, nothing. She literally would leave the room if any issues would come up. Um, it was really weird now that I think about it because I didn't really become more attuned to the wellness aspect of vulva vagina health until later in life. And when you think about... like Part of your podcast, like there was something on um, plastic surgery with like getting your boobs done or oh, whatever yeah. and mm-hmm. like we're asking men what they think and or do no we ask women what they think but we've never asked men with something like that and I think with 
vulvas and vaginas, we ask what the men think, and we don't ask ourselves what we think, let alone women. Mm -hmm. But when you grow up in a household where it was sort of out of sight, out of mind, plus the religion aspect, plus just the general like objectification of the vaginas and vulvas, and they're really for, like I remember sex ed was like, here's the penis, here's the vagina, one goes in the other, it makes a baby, don't do that, and don't get an STD or you'll, or you'll die. Die, right. <laughs> that was kind of true. No, it's true. Yeah. It's like well, your entry into se- talking about sex is always like a it's negative. It's dangerous. Yeah. It's a negative. Yeah. yeah. It's dangerous, you better not fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah, and it makes sex really, it makes, it makes discovering yourself very, um, like shameful. Shameful. Mm-hmm. And then, so your first sexual experience are more about them. Oh, absolutely. Versus you. Um, but that's not really why I got into this. That's part of it as I was like reflecting on it, on doing research about it. Um, I've been in the beauty industry a long time because I think I equated um, women wearing makeup just happier people. Like my mom was mean growing up. She was kind of a, she'd throw a shoe at you no matter what, it always hit you kind of thing. Like <laughs> She got that aim, she right? Had aim. She had that aim. <laughs> Asians have that ability to like, throw a shoe and it like hits you upside down. <laughs> Um, so she was just a tough mom and then she'd work nights um, and then in order for her to get herself together to face that night she would put makeup on and she was like a different human and I was like what the fuck is that that made her fucking magic makeup I know I need to throw that right back at her (laughs) so she throws the shoe at me I throw the cream at her (laughs) but yeah (laughs) and um, but anyway she was um, and then she'd come back home in the morning it would be gone and then we'd all hide you know she was kind of scary and um but I think I equated that magic um, with makeup, and so my whole goal was to be Kevin Aquan. I was going to go to college, and on the side, I was just going to figure out how to be that, mimic his ability to do makeup. And so I ended up quitting a sports scholarship, and I ended up, uh, I went to USF in San Francisco, and I, it was cool because it was, it was so much diverse than the community I grew up in, and I worked for Mac for a little while, and you know, just really, I faked my way through that. <laughs> You know, and then I met Bobby Brown, like right before Estee Lauder slaughterized Bobby Brown. Yeah. And um, I asked her, like, what's the part you like the best? She's like, I really like developing the products and seeing, like, how I change a woman's life. And, Mm -hmm. like, that's what I want to do. So I moved to L.A. I was doing media on the side and then, or for a day job, and then I was, you know, freelancing a lot. And that's, and then I sort of got behind the scenes and really got to be able to develop products and really for, I remember when Hard Candy Urban Decay first came on the scene. Oh yeah, mm. I was working with like those teen brands and then I met the owner of Hourglass and she had a consulting business, a product development. So I ended up working her while we were with her while we were building Hourglass. So I got to like work with so many companies and, and it wasn't until I was about 29, 30 where I really understood the wellness piece of beauty. Mm. Um, I myself um, had a thyroid condition that was misdiagnosed for a couple years. I went to, I think you manifest things when you need to sometimes, um, whether it's good or bad, It always there's always some lesson. And um, I remember I was 120 pounds, went to 160 in four months. Crazy. My skin was going erratic, my hair started to fall out. Um, and I'm in the beauty industry, I'm like, shit, my, my 80 zits, and now I have like a permanent melasma mustache, mm-hmm. and now I've got to like go see this client, they're going to not believe anything I say. Um, so I started to really think about my health differently, but I was still going to conventional doctors, it's mm. just what I knew. Mm-hmm. And I remember this doctor from UCLA, he's like, if you had a penis, we'd figure this out by now. 
ha ha, and then I was what? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of fucking joke is that? <laughs> because he know, knew I went around and around oh. and to other health experts, mm. and then I can't believe that was a joke. It was <laughs> a joke. He was a joke. <laughs> Clearly. And um, I went to a PCOS seminar because I was told I might have PCOS, and you know what? It's higher PCOS. Polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, it's it's categorized. It's interesting because it has a lot of symptoms and testosterone. Um, there's a testosterone influx in a woman's body, but it, it could mean you have ovarian cysts, but sometimes you don't have those cysts. And it was confusing for me um, because you had the signs of thyroid with it, but you also had um, hormone like testosterone. And so a lot of, I, I didn't think I had that. Like I didn't have a lot of facial hair. I've always had some hair, but I, I wasn't losing my hair in the typical places that a lot, a lot of times it's like up here, like for, for the forehead scalp area. Um, I was just kind of losing it all over and lost some eyelashes and things like that. Mm. Um, but you're not supposed to eat sugar and those things. And I went to the seminar and they were serving donuts and like, oh, great. What? And this guy gets up there. He's like, well, you know, if you have, you know, PCOS was prevalent in the times where circuses were huge and like bearded ladies, like just stupid male information information like yeah you know and my mom just waste my time coming yeah (laughs) and my mom who i can't talk to uh, at the time about a lot of things she was sitting there and even getting tears in her eyes and i just don't think of her as someone that's that emotional so i was given the runaround and my and then i went to a dermatologist for the first time here i am making skincare products but i wasn't really paying attention to the ingredients and how they were interacting with the body Mm -hmm. so it was sort of like okay I gotta change everything. Right. But it turns out I was eating a shit ton of soy. Mm. And soy is a xenoestrogen, it mimics estrogen, especially like GMO soy. And remember at that time it was like soy coffee, soy ice cream, right. soy this. Like there was a whole section at Trader Joe's that was just soy. soy. Before almond got big. Yeah. Coconut took over. Yeah. 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 Now it's oat. And then I got on birth control for the first time because I ended a relationship and this guy was like really adamant about it. And of course I like didn't want to do it, but I felt like pressured. pressured. Mm -hmm. And that was soy based. And then that pill got recalled years later. But so I think everything was happening. And and so to make a really long story short, um, I started to see naturopaths who uh, like a really good one who said, you know, you need to give your body what it's being depleted of and named a few things and immediately put me on probiotics, enzymes, and fatty acids and different things. And of course, like they try to make you take a million herbs and I'm not good at ingesting, but I did, the few things I did take really helped. And I really like attributed a lot of that to probiotics and fatty acids. And so I'm, I, I thought, you know, um, I started really like researching probiotics and some of these things. And I was started to see it in skincare and I started to read like papers and a lot of things like derm- dermatology based papers, but not a lot existed. Um, but I decided I was going to start my own wellness brand and called, it was called my body at the time. And I was going to bring that into medical and like where wellness began, but it was really focused on moms. And cause I saw this healer once and she's like, you know, you're going to do great things and you're going to change, you know, cellular health and it's going to help women and they're going to feel better. And when people feel better, they do better. They vote better. They raise health. And it was real big. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, that's, that feels right. <laughs> um, 
you know, so I kind of went into that area, but when you really look at probiotics, you have to look at feminine health. Mm. Um, because the first time you're ever inoculated with good bacteria is through the vaginal canal. Um, and at the time, there was a lot of C-sections happening, like cosmetic surgeries. I watched that Ricky Lake documentary. Oh, yeah, Business of Being Born. Yeah. favorite. Uh-huh. And then I talked to my mom about it. And interestingly enough, she had five births with no um, epidural and, like, really went through it as if she were more of a doula type. But she recommends not necessarily doing that for her patients. So it was kind of confusing. She, she's only had five? She had five kids. Oh, she's had five kids yeah. without any epidural. Yeah. But she's still... Like, she still practices the epidural. I think it's a choice, but yeah. it was interesting because the research and the business of being born and mm -hmm. sort of going anti-convention, but she kind of lives somewhere in the in middle. In between, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's when I got really into medical, the medical field and aesthetics, and I started to see that women were doing more, um, not just laser hair removal, but more like labiaplasty mm -hmm. and reconstruction. Mm -hmm. And There's a labiaplasty? Yeah, it's oh, like yeah. you can sh make your lips smaller, or you can make your vagina look yeah. more like new. Well, new, but not even new, because some women are born with longer vaginas. lips. Oh, but yeah. like, it just looks, you know, like what the standard of what a beautiful vagina looks like. Like a porn vagina? Yeah, like people yeah. will literally get surgery to, to mimic, that. mimic that. Like they call it like the Barbie vulva or something. I don't oh, know. The Barbie vulva. Okay. Don't quote me on that, but there is something like that. The Barbie vulva. <laughs> Barbie has had to have a vagina in years. Barbie never had a vagina. She has, she has like, I think yeah, they made her, it's just they a put, flat vulva. Yeah, it's just yeah. flat, right? Mm. But I remember, they should have. It's problematic, yeah. Yeah. They should. Don't you they should. Yeah, like, why don't you have genitals on the Barbie? What does that even say? Yeah. yeah it's so I think, confusing. I think there was like a whole thing about this. They have this. tits. Right, they have, but they don't have areolas or nipples, no. which is but also still, strange. if it's enough to have breasts, but not enough to even have like. Sometimes they put like the grainy part over the vagina. Do they? It's I like textured. Is that a new thing? It's just a gel. It's just like textured. Same thing, but, but yeah, I think. What does that even say to children if there's no genitals? On well, them? it's the it's the also we're not talking about this. <laughs> I mean, we're gonna pretend like this isn't. I know you have. We're also not talking about this. <laughs> yeah, it's more we're, of that. I feel how like. were you guys raised? I mean, were you raised with? I shouldn't say guys, ladies. <laughs> How were you raised? Were you raised with like a every it's out and no? I mean, my mom was nudity wasn't a, like a big deal in my house. My mm -hmm. mom was always naked and like um, free in that way. But as far as talking about it, talking about my body parts, talking about sex, no. I mean, my when I started my period, I was really young. I was I think I was eleven when I started my period on my eleventh birthday, and it was like, oh, you started your period. Now you can have babies. Like, you tell an 11 year old that, I'm fucking freaked out. That is kind of crazy. So, like, yeah. that's like what I remember. Maybe there was some other delicate thing she said. Sure. But that, that's was the, so that is what helped, that was what stood out to me. She Maybe she did say something that was educational and really great. But I don't remember that part. I just remember, oh my God, blood, babies, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> like, and then, In like, sex wasn't even really discussed at all. I was, like, sexually promiscuous pretty young as well, mm -hmm. too. And it was never a question of, like, why are you doing this? Or, like, let's talk about right. this. It was more like, don't do this. Oh, was my God, I can't that, believe you Was she aware you were, oh, you were having sex, though? Yeah, she was reading my journal, my, journal, my <sighs> diary. Um, but I wasn't, it wasn't even before sex. It was like, he fingered me. Right. Like, you know, and it was like, I was in trouble. And I get it. Like, she was fearful. But instead of, like, sitting me down and having a real conversation about, okay, why do you want to do that? What does it feel like when that happens? Like, you know what I mean? It was more like, 
oh my god, why? And right. so then I was like, oh, this is not supposed to be doing this. I'm going to do it more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So no, there wasn't really a big a big conversation. I think I I just, I just had sex ed in school. I mean, honestly though, like the sex ed that I did have, I went to a, a pretty prestigious all girls middle right. school, and it was they were kind of like. I remember, like, my sex ed teacher was very hippie and, like, very, like, crunchy. And she was like, you know, I will never forget this because it's like, I was six, I was in sixth grade and she was talking about orgasms. And she was like, you know, an orgasm is like one eighth of a sneeze. So, like, if you sneeze and you get that sensation, and it's kind of true though, you know, like when you feel like you have to sneeze and it won't come out and yeah. it feels like this weird, like, pleasurable but also annoying feeling. Yeah, I guess. Like, now that I'm an adult, like, I understand what that means. But one like, eighth of a sneeze. Yeah, like, I didn't I've get it then, that. but I was like, oh, that's interesting. But, like, the fact that she would, they, we were even talking about orgasms. Right, because like, I don't remember. That wouldn't have happened in public school. I don't no, remember orgasm even being a part of the no. conversation. No, Private, ejaculation was, was a yeah. part of the conversation though <laughs> don't be around that when right it happens. Right. <laughs> be far away yeah. stay away from that ejaculation <laughs> so I think no I think the answer is no like we didn't really did you ever because obviously 11 I was 17 when I got my period so it was um, oh that's way wow late. you were really late my, all the girls in my family were kind of late which was interesting so I would imagine that like at 11 you're just you don't know those that kind of information because you haven't talked to your friends about it. Well, I think also that made me feel like I'm a woman now. Yeah. So you, I got, I adopted this idea that I'm a, I'm mature now, which yeah. is also not true. Yeah. <laughs> right. No. You know, which bleeding. I think also kind of maybe now that I'm thinking about it, maybe like fed into the reasons why I felt like I was allowed to be more promiscuous yeah. because I'm an adult now. Now you're ready. Yeah. yeah. God said it's my time. Yeah. God said. <laughs> God said it's my Look, time. I can make babies. Right. So, so you can't tell me shit. <laughs> Did you guys ever take a minute to like look at it, like look at your vulva, which is, I always say it's not a Volvo, it's not a car. In seventh grade, this kid came up to me in, in class and he's like, do you have a vulva? I was like, I'm impressed. He's like, I go, yeah. actually, yeah, but my dad just sold it. <laughs> I didn't know that a vulva was not the Volvo, the car. Yeah, right. So I was like pissed that he knew that and I like, didn't. Right, and I was like, like what? fuck you. And I felt stupid and his, him and his friend are like laughing at me. And her dad sold her vulva. Oh my God. I actually did. Yeah. And, I, and probably in middle school. Yeah. I did a few times, but I was always so like, I had to make sure my mom was gone, no one was around, right. no one would catch me, looking at myself. How <laughs> dare I? Right, right. And I remember like looking around there and being like, whoa, this is crazy. This is what it looks like. And then as even as I've gotten older, I've done it. And now that I have a child, I'm probably it's probably around the time now where I should probably do that with her because she's definitely exploring herself and you know, knows, like, I think she, there's, like, this sense of excitement slash, am I supposed to do this? And I try not to, like, like, encourage any sort of shame. So sometimes, like, I'm like, oh, God, why is she doing that? Like, she'll, like, just be, like, legs open, just touching herself. She wants me to know she's doing it. Like, she wants me to be, like, like, look at me. And she's, like, almost, like, looking at me, like, ha-ha. Is she always just saying, like, is this okay? Like, can I do this? Is this strange? I think she feels like, am I doing something bad? Like, or is this naughty? Or is it funny? (laughs) And so I try to just not make it a big deal at all because I don't don't want shame. But I also don't want her to think, like, I could just go around busting it open. (laughs) Right, there's like a time and a place for that. Right, but like I think yeah, I think now we're at the we're at the age where like that that's a conversation or like 
a visual that she probably needs to see. I mean, she always is trying to touch mine. Right. And test me, like, to see, like, if is this okay? Like, and I'm like, okay, Ari. I just think that that wellness piece was is missing mm-hmm. from that age. It's it's like I had this friend. She has an aunt who called it bijou, which means French, or means jewel in French. French. Mm-hmm. And um, it, she just says it's like her jewel, and you take care of your jewel. You know, you don't let anyone wear your diamonds. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like this. Hey, you know, this is. It gives you pleasure, and there's certain things, but it, it's also you know just yeah. important as your face and your nose and your you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and giving it that sort of wellness, you know, hey, if it's feeling Extra uncomfortable love, or if you're right. feeling disturbed, you know, whatever. I have um, an issue with that, though. Yeah. I have issue. I take issue with not calling it what it is. Yeah. You know, like, I get that it's the jewel, but she needs to also know that, that it's called a vagina. I agree. You know, and it's like, you don't have to be scared of that word. It's not It's not a pretty word. I wish they could have named it something I cuter, know. but I, I it's say that all really the not cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a fun word. It isn't just roll. I mean, I kind of like it. <laughs> vagina. I mean, well, when you say it like that. Well, when you have, because Jamila has sex operator voice. <laughs> like vagina. I'm like, vagina. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not, I mean, but I, I think it's really important that little girls and boys know how to identify their body parts. We have, I have a friend who works in, um, in has a, works in a nonprofit that deals with like sexual abuse amongst women and children. Yeah. And a lot of times, she, before I even had my daughter, she's like, it is so important that Irie knows how to identify her body parts by their actual names. Because we've seen cases where we go to court and the little girl is too embarrassed to, to acknowledge it or, or she's or calling she it a, it as something a butterfly. Else. And, and then people get off. And people get off. Wow. Because, because they can't, they can't identify. Confirm, yeah. Yeah. So that's why really it's so important to protect yourself. I agree too. I think one my first event was with free people and it was a Love Your Lady Parts like seminar and I brought out a giant chart of a vulva with um, and I sort of erased it was like one of those dry erase ones and I'm like can anyone point out like what these Ooh, it's what? no one could oh my god that's a good one one person thought her clit- clitoris was her belly button like wait no what way. like just <laughs> just not familiar and I and I feel like wait what that's yeah. a bit off no I'm not kidding oh my god what kind of sex is she having yeah <laughs> in her hmm. belly button <laughs> it was just that angle was it threw her off and I think it throws a lot of women off no, until I found that until a lot of women are grooming um, they're just not as att- attuned to that area mm-hmm. and even with the grooming I feel like yeah. I, I've, you know I wax some vaginas mm-hmm. in my life um, I've, even for myself when I get it, when I get it waxed I feel like it's just like it's like a you know, like someone just down there, it's like almost like a curtain over you feeling it's not happening. I'm like, don't look, don't look. Don't I'm look. not looking, this isn't happening. And then even after, you don't really look in the mirror until they're gone, you know, even though they've just been all in totally. your shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's really, it's interesting to be a parent right now because we actually have absolutely no guide to how to not mm-hmm. shame or damage our kids in their, like, in the sexual space. Like, I think we're just not realizing how important it is to address private parts and to address sexuality and like you know just pleasure and all those things but like damn I just realized we don't have nothing to to really um like nothing to reference well I mean well thankfully now there are a lot of resources well there's the internet yeah there's, there's a lot of resources but there's in, a lot of even but pod- from personal experience right right yeah right. I'm like damn I, how fucked up am I because I didn't get these conversations because I, I yeah I was promiscuous early like woo you discover it you go crazy but like how different would my behavior maybe have been had someone been comfortable enough mm-hmm. to just be like 
Yeah, and I think you know? it's, it's not necessarily wrong and right. It's more about being able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I had two sisters. Why can't we talk about that? We talked about Now we can. Right. I saw them give birth. Like, I've seen everything. <laughs> and we all look kind of alike down there. Right. But, um, but yeah, it just wasn't a thing, I think, until late as of late. Um, and then even in the beauty industry, I remember sitting at tables with a bunch of dudes, like, trying to tell women what they need it's like I'm right fucking here mm-hmm. and no we don't need to clean out our vaginas we don't need to douche, douche we don't need to, right. you know it's it's just misinformation that the, the, even the beauty industry has you know part, partaken in and so I think it's so fun and so empowering for me personally because Lady Sweet actually I thought I was going to take it back to medical kind of what I did with the probiotic skincare line and my business partner on another thing that I do, she's like, it needs a bigger, it needs a bigger voice, you know. It needs that retail voice to really validate this category and like really help um, people understand that this is like a very, a very real thing. These things really happen. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you have dryness, ingrowns, redness, hypersensitive conditions, hyperpigmentation, mm-hmm. acne down there, um, I'm I'm in the world of navigating investors now and. Even my investor deck has to change. They're they're giving me advice to change it for a man, like make it more money driven. Make talk about your traction, mm. you know. But when I'm talking to a woman, then I you know. Yeah, like two really, different decks: yeah, the man deck like, and the, the woman, woman deck. Because how they understand is yeah. different. Like I hate that. Yeah. You know this. The struggle is fucking real. Wait, so is it like more sensitive for the men? It is. Like, don't say vulva. They'll get scared. They, they just like to go in it. They, they don't. They, they don't want to know anything about it. They just want to enter. Yeah. So and unfortunately, you know. That's what you, you have, have to, to do. do. I don't right. even want a man investor, I've decided, unless he's really cool. Right. And he understands it and he has daughters maybe. But yeah. I don't know. It's it's definitely an interesting world, but it's more my age. I'm 43. It's more my age group and above that buys it but doesn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Where like the 25 to 35s are like all about it. I'm learning more things. You know, when we develop new products, it's not about developing 18 products it's about really listening to to my audience because truthfully i only went out with one product because that's all that i felt was needed at the oil yeah yeah because at the time when i was going so i'm hypothyroid i went through a perimenopause at 30 ish i don't i can't have kids um i feel like um everything's a lot drier than than maybe it should be at at this time in my life but um shaving became more irritating um I did waxing, I did laser, and it just hurt more. And, you know, spinning hurts. You know, you're just being right. banged the whole time <laughs> and not in a good way. And so I looked at the market. There wasn't a compelling voice. Things were too sterile. Um, there were a couple brands starting to emerge, but I didn't know enough about it. Um, and so it was a three-year process to create this sort of multifunctional oil that's really about rebuilding the skin barrier. Mm. And a lot of times, you know, women wait till they have an, like an issue, like wait till you get an ingrown to give your skin down there some love. But if you're grooming, regularly, um, you're basically exfoliating every day. Mm, mm-hmm. And it's sort of like your skin, if you're hyper exfoliating, like addicted to exfoliation, you have created sensitive skin. You know, I've given talks in a room like how many of you have sensitive skin and everyone raises their hand mm-hmm. it's usually because we've created our own hypersensitivity um i've had questions like well why do we even need skincare i'm like we probably wouldn't if we didn't you know use harsh chemicals our our formulas were better our you know habitat and nature were better right, right. <laughs> i was just talking to my friend yeah. too about like men and their mm-hmm. skin because they like don't really do anything i mean now i think men so are a little good. bit more conscious of like maybe i should put lotion on my face yeah. but i'm like <laughs> 
a lot of men, like, their skin is amazing. And it's because they, like, well, they're sh- well, maybe they're shaving, but also, like, they're not really doing too much. Yeah. You're not putting makeup on. They're not picking at it. They're not, like, doing all these things. And I'm like, because I'm looking at, like, even, like, Freddie. I was like, how is your skin so perfect? Right. You don't. I was, I asked him the other day. I'm like, when did you get, when's the last time you got a facial? He's like, I don't know, like, three years ago. I was like, what? I was like, how? They'll also get a wrinkle and not care. It's and like it's, crazy. And they'll also like get a zit and it's fine. Because like, they don't touch they it. Don't touch it. It just goes away. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> meanwhile, I'm over here like picking every little yeah. like, I feel one invisible, pim- invisible like, pimples. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, that picking looks it like it's clogged. I know, me too. Like, <laughs> no, it's crazy. And I, and you know, so I just, I think less is absolutely more. And it's not about giving your skin a bunch of shit it doesn't know. It's about restoring the peace with ingredients that are already there. Right. Like probiotics, like fatty acids, like certain... Re... Yeah, yeah re... You know, and it's not, it's not rocket science. It's just make, composing a formula in a way that does, does you know, allow your skin berry to read, readily receive it, process it, get the nutrients it needs, and then break it down. Mm-hmm. Because the last thing you want to do is, you know, give someone a skincare product that actually secretly turns on inflammation that then degrades... Another skin, you know, from the inside out. And I, I was working with an immunologist for many years who would run an ingredient through a DNA microarray. So I could see if an ingredient would actually change the gene's behavior of a cell. Mm. And so I was looking at things that in, in my 30s, I'd be like, can you dumb it down? He's like, no, you need to smarten up. This is not just skincare. <laughs> no, no actually know, This is skin food. This is... You know, this is really affects your body, and not and I and you know we talked about my hypothyroid condition, and I'm like, why did it take two years? And it's so obvious now. He's like, you know, most physicians don't know, a the integrative piece. You know, you're you don't just study this. You you know your throat, you study the whole. Um, but skincare works the same way. If you put something inflammatory here, your cells like to talk to each other, and they're going to start talking to other cells and talking to your organs, and you know, so you have to really think about. It's hard to be perfect. Skincare is not perfect. That's why you see in the media one day it's parabens, the next day it's phenoxy, right. and all the next day it's essential oils. Hyaluronic acid. Hyaluronic acid. Yeah. Because it's not perfect. It's it's you know technology's changed, and I the brands that are more transparent with their um, their ingredients, you know their the way they formulate, um, you know, and the brands that look at newness and try it out and not just stick with the same thing because it sells. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate those brands, and I think. The brands today, um, more of the wellness, clean beauty brands, are the retailers are forcing brands to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really appreciate this. Because people movement. are care more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And so when it comes to lady parts, it's the most absorbent part of the body. Um, it takes in everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As mm-hmm. we know. Oh, I, I mean, I knew that, but that's yeah. so deep. Right it, take, it takes in everything. Um, so anything you formulate for the outside the vulva, it's going to eventually seep in. in. Yeah. Right. So you can't just think about, you know, that. You have to really look at the vulvovaginal health. Um, so when I was developing this oil really for the vulva, because there really wasn't anything that existed, I still had to think about. Well, how know, does this affect the inside yeah, of my body? Exactly. And I didn't go out to make a lube. Like, so I get the question a lot, well, is this a, a lubricant? No, it's not. It's but for the skin. If someone used it as a lube, would it be bad? I didn't test it. Like, I didn't go derm tested right. or... For lube, for, like, for internal, internal But I've had a lot of anecdotal, <laughs> including my own. And the research says... The research says... My own personal it, research. It works. It smells great and I had this, silky smooth. I had this um, woman, I think she was from, like, Mississippi or something, and she was 79 or something, and they don't... 
email or DM you, they call you. Mm. So it was like my first phone call ever. <laughs> I was so excited. And she's like, girl, I just have to tell you that I have sex five days a week. Oh, okay, mom. And I was like, um, hold on. And I press mute. I'm like, fuck my, to my husband. I'm like, what the fuck so is wrong with you? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> this lady's getting, getting laid five times a day. <laughs> so, and she's like, I have to tell you, this has really helped because I'm so dry externally that it makes it uncomfortable and I don't want him to spit down, like yeah. spit on his uh, hand. And, ew, and she's like, I don't like the way lube feels on the outside. I don't like to feel like luby. Yeah. Um, but then she had specific questions about, about sex and it, can I use this anally and all the... I was oh, like, wow. wow. She's 79? Oh my God. God, it was great. When I grew up. Yeah, <laughs> it was great to hear someone so open about it, but it, it really helped me build my FAQs. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, for your last question. Yeah. Oh, okay, let me, uh, yeah, let me think this about one. that. But no, it's it's just, it's really interesting. It, it's because I think women are just used to cleansing and lubing. Mm -hmm. So to actually have something for your skin is it's like retraining. But if you have a full bush, which is great, I think a lot of women go in, in and out, you're just not as cognizant. But you still need to, I would say, lube, like, Moisturize. I mean, it's you know. literally, it's the most delicate skin on your body. And honestly, like, you think about it, you're wearing thongs all the time. It's not really jeans. jeans. The things are rubbing on it constantly, like, way more than your face. Way and more. just chafing. Also, it's, it's, not, getting a lot of, it's not getting it's a lot of oxygen. It's no. You know, all these tight pants I'm wearing, spandex, working out, going to the gym, then spending my whole day out with my wet underwear on. Yeah. And it's so gross. It's disgusting. It's a little swampy. Um... <laughs> Like it needs some TLC, and that's some why some ventilation. I, yeah, like so that's why like I really am enjoying using your product because I feel like because I'm really into skincare, and I'm like now I'm like oh, I'm, I'm into like Vulva care. now I'm like oh I'm moisturizing down here, and it just feels refreshing and good. Yeah, and I feel like now that I've used I've had vulva insecurities. I'm like why do my labia minora not hanging like hanging out of the majora? Shouldn't they be? <laughs> Maybe um, okay, just had this conversation. Yeah, we literally had this conversation. Yeah. I was telling her. We pull I was, up a chart. I was like, my vagina, I was like, my vulva, I don't even know, is it, is it your, the, when the lips hang out, is that considered still, still vulva? vulva? Okay, Anything so my, you can see. Okay, so my vulva, I was saying mm -hmm. to Jamila, I was like, it's kind of long, like, and I remember, like, when I was younger, feeling insecure about yeah, it, I mean, because it didn't look like Barbie, or whatever the hell that, <laughs> that Barbie, Barbie vulva, um, uh, and then, like, you know, men would, like, categorize, you have a fat pussy or whatever and I was like is it good is that like, a good thing like, I don't even know what that means right. I don't know this Do you is, know what it these means? are the cards I was dealt I don't know <laughs> and then I was telling Jamila and she's like no you don't you don't have long I'm like bitch how are you gonna tell me what I have and then I came out of the bathroom and I was like look like, look it is a number seven I'm like look it's number seven on the I, vulva I, chart I, I was like oh yeah she's is like oh yeah vulva chart? yeah there's like this well there's like a few on the internet they have like all these different I saw that vulvas. oh I know I feel like I'm around I'm like around number 13 yeah there's like yeah. different ones and I was like I can I can give it like a seven or maybe like a ten yeah like there's it just depends because actually when I showed you my vulva I was like it actually looks like a little more like compact right now and then the other day I was looking in the mirror I was like oh she's out out. Yeah, she's, she's fully, fully out. out. <laughs> so I have a uh, my my business partner and my other company where we build beauty brands too. And we were at a trade show. She used to work at the company, the medical company I had, the probiotic skincare line. And we were at a trade show, and we were my ex partner, business partner, used to make us wear stupid uniforms. I'm like, oh my god, and these pants were so tight. So it was like five hours into the trade show, I'm like, oh, like kind of like shifting. Like, did I wear the wrong underwear? Like, everything feels split. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm the biggest camel toe right now. What the fuck? <laughs> 
so I, I went to her and I'm like, hey, you know, um, can you like man the fort? Because I'm like feeling uncomfortable. She's like, well, what? She's like, oh my God, me too. And then we've gotten a whole conversation around vulvas and labias. And then more people started coming to the conversation. It was like no one wanted to stop talking about it. Yeah. But I've literally taken my, physically grabbed my outer lips to like hug my inner lips again. Like I've like. Yeah, I've, had to, I've had to push them in yeah, because sometimes in. my underwear will yeah. get like, there's like this weird moment where like it gets caught and it feels like you've got a piercing. Right. It feels like it's piercing you. Every time I walk, it feels like pierce, pierce, pierce. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm like over here trying to like move it around. I'm like, oh my God, it's like having a dick. Like, what, <laughs> like, what is this thing hanging out? Yeah. And it's funny, um, like, I'll talk to some of my friends and I'll ask them, they're like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, come I've on. This nothing no, I have a Barbie vulva, yeah. so I don't know about any of this thing. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> your Lululemon. Oh, God. <laughs> I think it's like, you know, some women just don't have that and that's, and that's, yeah, you know, and some women have it. And I've asked my husband and every guy I've ever, has ever gone down on me, um, so, like, um, what do you think about my vagina? Yeah, I've asked you, esthetician, <laughs> what? So, am I like normal? Like, what? Um, and she's like, well, girl, you're fine. I've only seen one really crazy. And, and I'm like, well, can you expand on that? You know, and she won't. And <laughs> I'm like, what's I'm like, a crazy one? Well, what does that one? even mean? Like, what's a crazy one? And so, when I heard, I started reading about this subject profusely because I, I thought I was the only one until like open dialogue like this. And it turns out that girls in the UK were asking for labiaplasties for their high school graduation. <gasps> Similar to when I was in high school, girls were asking for boobs. boobs. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Just one more thing we have to worry, worry about. about? Um, so that put me down the path of like, all right, vulva care it is. Like, I really just started thinking um, vaginally. vaginally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think right now, like I was... T- telling you before we started recording that I feel like feminine health has become very trendy lately and I'm glad and I hope that it continues to be a yeah. trend and not even a trend just becomes just the norm because it's something that like we need to be able to talk about and address and take care of you know because every I've had like issues like for me like we had a girl actually write in um who was because I told her that we're having someone come on that yeah. you know has experience of fem health care yeah and she was like I rec- she's like two years ago I had sex with a guy and my vagina has not been the same since two mm-hmm. years ago mm-hmm. she said the scent it doesn't it doesn't smell the same mm-hmm. I went to different doctors and you know I, I don't have a yeast infection she's like now I'm at my like I'm at the end of my journey and I feel like I I've realized that I have BV bacterial vaginosis but that's a fishy smell could she not I mean well she said that what do you mean the bacterial vaginosis yeah Yeah, well that's what she was saying she said her odor hasn't been right since and like she's like I've tried everything I did douching I did you know which you know is a whole other thing Mm -hmm. I think a lot of women think that they're supposed to douche after their period or like after sex which you know it's totally killing all the good bacteria in your body and you're more susceptible to having yeast infection or, or worse um and for me personally I've had BV before and I had BV the same reason that she had it. I had sex with someone, mm-hmm. and I knew, like, literally, like, two days later, I was like, something's wrong. Sometimes, yeah. you, you, I feel like sometimes your, like, pheromones or whatever don't match. No, you don't. They don't. Match. And it's not even that, because she was like, or the cum, or she was like, like well, please, can change she was like, can you ask her why, how mm-hmm. this dirty dick motherfucker fucked my shit up? And I was like, <laughs> that was the question. Yes, that's oh. what she wrote. And I said, to her, I was like, well, in my mind, I was thinking, like, it doesn't, he just, he might have not had a dirty penis or whatever you think. It's just, I think, I think you're right. I think sometimes our, like, like chemistry does not align and it throws us off. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I'm not a health specialist. I'm not a health ex- I'm not a 
a doctor um, either, but obviously this has been my work for a long time. And, and the thing is, so I've had my fair share of stuff. Um, I've had a few yeast infections. I've had BV and I, you know, and it's usually a dirty dick. <laughs> <laughs> and 99.9% um, okay, right. 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 it is a dirty dick. No, it's a dirty dick. But, you know, and then it's, it's also a, a, a total different smell than our normal. But your smell does change over time. In the same way, like, have you ever used a fragrance... And then you can't use it like four years later. Like it you went don't too like sweet or it went. Your body chemistry changes, but the first reaction is to douche and to do all these things. So, And then if she's using anything with synthetic fragrance or anything with dyes or anything that's too alkaline, like the pH is too alkaline, she's like taking a body product or a fruity mm-hmm. body product. and It's making it worse. It's making oh it worse. Oh my God, it's going to smell like fishy, so, fishy fruit. Uh, fishy flowers. Yeah. Oh. How do you build balance if your day-to-day washing or your day-to-day is disrupting the piece? So if I'm her, I immediately just start over. I'm, I would look at my diet. You know, because a lot of times if your body is, you know, too, you know, it's it's good to eat acidic foods like lemons and this and that. So your body goes more alkaline. Mm-hmm. Um, lemon or sugar. It's the annoying things you have to do. No, I was telling her because I went to the doctor for this. I didn't even realize I had it because I didn't feel like I had mm-hmm. a fishy smell. I knew like it was like I've had a different scent that I wasn't used to and I wasn't like necessarily a fan of it. But I was like, it doesn't smell like fish. It's just maybe I need <laughs> a little different. Yeah, a little different. So my doctor, which is he's not my doctor anymore recently, actually, because I went back to him and he's just I just don't I don't think. I don't think that men should be the business of the vagina. I don't think they have no like tact. They're not like gentle with like the way they talk about things. Why did you even get into this? I I don't even know why I'm, yeah, he's done. Um, but so when I when he when he went and he told me that I had BV because I was getting tested and he's like you're fine but you have BV and I was like what the fuck is BV he's like well it's not it's not an STD but I mean it, it could it's kind it should be labeled one because it can come back you might b- battle this he's like you're probably gonna have this for the rest of your life that's what he told me what it's not true. yeah he said like, you're gonna have it for the rest of your life so what you need to do is I'm gonna give you this a flucano I don't know it's like a yeast infection medicine. Mm-hmm. It's Diflucan. Diflucan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what you need to do is you need to put um, a probiotic up your vagina every day for the rest of your life. So, okay. So, so I took the, the the yeast infection medicine. I did the whatever, whatever the – I was started putting – So sup- suppository. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, like, wait, how is this going to work when I have sex? Like, I'm just going to, like, have, like, weird, like – Probiotics coming out of my vagina. Anyway, but I was like, so I was like, whatever. I'm not gonna be having sex anyway for a while because I'm fucking distraught here. Um, I immediately got the worst yeast infection I'd ever had in my life. Didn't have a yeast infection to begin with. Had BV, but no yeast infection. But then I was like, I called him. I was like. I'm having the worst yeast infection ever. And he was like, well, that's kind of what happens sometimes because it literally kills everything. The medicine he gave me kills everything Mm -hmm. that then yeast infections can occur, but it'll clear up. And I was like, they be throwing you all the way. So off. then I had to like get through that, and then you know I just started taking probiotics all the time. I yeah. know like then you know ha- having like you said an alkaline based diet, kombucha, like trying to eat things that are very highly acidic. Um, and then I thought I was fine, and then it came back again, mm-hmm. like maybe a year later, and I was like, what the fuck? Um, so for me, like I told the girl too, I was like, you know, boric acid mm-hmm. has been like the thing that's made it go away yeah. and stayed away. And I just, I do, what I do is I just do touch-ups every now and yeah. then whenever I feel like, 
my gang feel what do you imbalanced? mean you put, it, you put it in the bathtub it's a suppository no it's a suppository oh. oh this is one brand in particular that I really like um, called The Killer um, yes. and it's love. It's by Love Wellness mm-hmm. and um, it's like really saved my life because I was feeling so insecure about it yeah. and it's something I think a lot of women don't talk about because that's like what like because men Have are always you. talking about fishy vagina yeah, like right. I they even, one bad one I'm they like, even right. refer to like the, whatever even if you're talking about a vagina they'll put like a fish or like a kit, a cat, I don't know, whatever. But, we're, we're the cat but it's just like you feel ashamed. You're like, you know, you don't oh, know. Oh, no. Yeah. And like my, my doctor didn't really, you know, made me feel like I was doomed forever. And I'm, you're not. You're not doomed forever. Yeah, you're not. And, you know, it's funny. We wrote an article blog on um, the, the esthetician health expert at, versus the regular customer. Like what you think about when somebody is getting on the table to have a wax laser sugar and what we're thinking about as the customer and like one of the number one things is odor like I'm so afraid it's gonna smell mm-hmm. but truthfully there's every odor everyone has a different and it's but you know when it's bad and I've had girls friends that are like it's but they won't go to their health and I'm not saying health experts are the best things that's like all of them are different and you really have to find your right gynecologist and your right um, healthcare expert for down there um, but when you notice something off, go to your doctor because it could be an STD that you didn't even know you had. I always say, go to your doctor, figure that piece out, and then it's up to you how you want to, to deal with it. I, I needed to take an antibiotic. Like I was at a point in my life where I'm like not screwing around, but then after meeting my naturopath, I supplemented with the probiotics mm-hmm. and the kimchi and like, I did everything I could to like rebuild my balance. Um, and then a lot of women who are using like daily cleansing, I think a lot of women put cleanser up there. They wa- you're not like, supposed to wash use soap inside of no. like even around I don't even know if are you supposed to even like I mean I need to like, clean out a little bit, but yeah. you're not people are like opening it up and like yeah, putting, putting soap in. like damn near inside of the vagina. Don't do that any everyone. Like that's <laughs> not good. We yeah. always say a bird bath, like the folds and the, it's your vagina self cleaning. But the folds and the vulva and the external skin is not. Mm-hmm. But a lot of your lubrication can be produced um, in, in the labia, you know, by your clitoris. And yeah. so you're dried out there. And it you're using the Yeah, so it's a catch-22. So I always say your vulva is the bouncer for your vagina. Think of it that way. Like, make sure your vulva is happy, resilient. You're using the right thing so it can better protect this area, mm-hmm. um, your vagina. But I think we just stick too many things up there. Um, and then we're not attuned to it. So if something does smell off, like maybe you never smelled it before and now you're smelling it. Maybe your hormones changed and you have like, you know, like how your armpits start to smell. Sometimes that can happen. I mean, I noticed the way my overall body odor period changes when, when being a meat eater versus yeah. not being a meat yeah. eater. Because mm-hmm. so I don't really, I, I, right now I'm like, I don't eat any meat, not even any fish. And I know, I can, I can tell the difference. Yeah. And I, some people don't. Like, some people smell just great. And I just know for me, I feel like I just smell better when I don't eat meat. And I don't put those, like, extra added hormones right. into my body. Or certain, like, soaps. You know, like, sometimes certain hotels in that fucking bar soap? <laughs> well, those are terrible. And you, those, like, but it goes it, it immediately goes terrible with the vagina. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's, like, the worst. Like, the bar soap at the hotel. Like, who fucking picked this up? It actually makes it smell fishy. But yeah, I'm like... This my guy was smelling like this yesterday. <laughs> it's disturbing your balance because a lot of people, like I've seen feminine care products say, um, 
you know, uh, this will balance or something. And it's not that a product balances you out. The right ones support your balance. So mm-hmm. a bar soap is usually alkaline on a pH scale that measures like, you know, acidity versus alkaline, as water-based products only. Um, if you have a soap that's at like a beyond a 5.5, which is the pH of your skin mantle here on your face, um, it's going to fuck with your vulva health because your vulva's normal pH is around a four-ish, mm. you know, three, eight to four, five, um, sometimes a four, seven. Um, and then your internal, your vaginal pH is like around a three point five. Is there a way to test that at I, home? I take strips and I dip them in you my You can products. buy them at like... I have a... Okay, so I bought these strips mm-hmm. and it was... But I, I feel like it's for your pee. Or is that... No. no. I think it, whatever you da- da- dip whatever it in. Whatever you dip it in, if it's a water product, you'll be able to read it. And that'll water. give... But that will give you the... I have some. Yeah. Oh, I use them before. There's a chart. Because when I had... When I had BV, I... I was like, well, let me. I was like freaking out. I was like, bought all types of shit. Yeah. And I peed on it, and my was my balance was apparently fine. So I was confused. I don't think you're supposed to pee on it. What are you supposed to do? Put, like, put your vagina juices on it. <laughs> right. Is that what you do? You can't. I mean, anything that's liquid, you should be able to put a test and see. But there's different components, like so, like your vaginal pH, you know, is what three, two, three, five, and then your vulva Actually. pH is different. So you might. So what, how do I do vulva? I just I rub it think, on my skin. Like, I think it's more outside. important. Wait, so I start sweating. <laughs> I think it's actually more important to test your products. Like if you're using anything mm. down there, just so you don't screw with it anymore. Get. I would say stop any topical product. I don't care if it's your face, your elbows, your. If you have an issue. Like, oh yeah, just let it breathe. Yeah, just let it. Give it a minute. You know. I. I mean, I. 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 Uh, I mean, like you said, I say go see your doctor, but also like try to do it holistically, honestly, yeah, I, because uh, doctors are so quick to just prescribe you something to just knock antibiotic. something out, yeah. and then there's no like, okay, after it's knocked out, then what? That's why you have to pick the right one. Like I go to a naturopath for my gyno. I don't go to a conventional gynecologist. Yeah, I need to find a new one. But there are some good conventional. Wait, gyno- you have you have a naturalist that specifies in just vaginal she, care? She, no, she she specializes in the entire female body, oh. endocrine yeah. system. Is she here? Um, <laughs> she's actually in Orange County, and oh. I can give you her name. But she's not She's not cheap. That's the thing. It's, it's like, not insurance. It's yeah, not covered it's by not insurance. Covered. Yeah. That's, of course that's unfortunate. That's annoying. That's, I, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, <laughs> right. Insurance sucks. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever done a hip bath? Is that the one with steaming? Yeah. I want to. I've never tried it. It's usually at, like, Korean spas. Mm-hmm. If wherever city you're at, if you can find a Korean spa. Yeah, Coop they're put bomb. that on Gwyneth Paltrow's vag steaming, kind of V-steaming. Did you try it? Yeah. Did so you I, like it? I, I did. I did it in Atlanta, and it's like Eastern medicine. The Korean spas do it, so it's like literally. I've seen it. I've seen, I've like walked by them. Yeah, so they're like but, sitting in a chair. Yeah, it's like all these women. You're naked, and they sometimes where I saw it, they put a movie on, and then you sit on like a wooden chair, and there's a circle cut out, kind of like a toilet. Yeah. But then they put this like it looks like a, a cape, but it goes all the way around you and it hits the floor, so it like it stays warm in there. And they put all these herbs in a bowl, and they put hot water over it, and they put it underneath you. And you sit there for, like, 20 minutes, and you watch a movie with other women just getting their, women, their like, yoni steamed. And then she puts some other shit in it, and she stirs it up, and she puts it back the under herbs it. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I'm really, I feel like just paying more attention to the womb period and to the root chakra and to the health yeah. of it and what we're putting in our bodies and being more conscious. I mean, I literally have my yoni, my, how is it called? A yoni or yoni? Yoni. yoni. Someone said yoni to me the No, it's yoni. That's a, that's a board. Yoni. Right. I know. No, I said I said it was a yoni. She's like, it's a yoni. It's I was a like, yoni. Okay. Well, I, I, I have my yoni in right in now. Carl. You do? Mm-hmm. 
I've been wearing it a lot. Are you just keeling the whole time? Not the whole time. Yeah. You know, I'm my on. vagina is very strong. Mm-hmm. I've been doing Kegels since... Erica told me the other day. Actually, my vagina is very strong because I've been doing Kegels since I was in high school. I was <laughs> I like, have, oh, have you? I have. Oh, do you have a really strong vagina? Ask around. She said it very matter-of-factly, too. Like, oh, well, actually, my vagina is very strong. It's like, okay. <laughs> I've been lifting weights. Yeah, right? Yep, have. Um, I started doing Kegels at a, at a young age. Um... I don't know why. I think I saw something on TV, and I was like, huh, that's good to know. Um, so the egg actually, like, I barely even feel it. I almost feel like I could do two. Or, like, have different or I need a heavier one. They have different weights. Because this yeah. one's pretty heavy. Like, when I got it, I was like, huh, this is, this is pretty heavy. And then I put it in, and I was like, hmm. Can I ask you a personal? Because I've never, I haven't actually never have done a yoni egg. Not because I don't want to. I just, I tried to stick a lunette cup up there once and it didn't have good luck. I was in there for an hour. Is that the cup? Is that the, the menstrual cup? Yeah. I spit on you. And maybe it's not I lunette. don't like those. I really wanted to try and like them. It was them. a cup. I don't know the brand. I just it doesn't it sound like it makes sense. Yeah. How the fuck is a cup going to get out First of all, splash? It was hard to get in and I was nervous oh. it would be hard to get out. It was, it was very, I put it in and I was like, is it in right? I don't know. Cause my friend Jessica is like such an advocate for it. And my girlfriend, Natalita. And I was like, Fine. You know, I'll do it. Fine. And, girl, I just pulled the, first of all, I was like, how do you get it out? Second of all, well, when I put it, when I, I was bleeding out of it, like, I had blood everywhere <laughs> because it didn't, I wasn't, like, attached inside correctly, like, around how, how the area know? that is, huh? How would you know? Like, I don't, like, because you have to, like, tilt it at a certain angle uh-huh. and then you keep like it suctions it or but something. But does it hurt when it's wrong? Like it kind of hurt. Like and then I took it out, and then it just like spilled everywhere. Because how could it? And not? I was like, "What? How?" And I'm like, and I kept asking my girlfriend. I'm like, "So when, when if you're at work, where do you pour the blood?" <laughs> and she was like, "In the, the toilet." toilet. She's like, in the, and then, but then you have to wash off. She's like, "Yeah, in the sink." I'm like, "Ew!" Ah. I'm about to like go in the sink where people are washing their hands, and they're like, oh, "Sorry, excuse me. Let me just like wash my right. period blood off real quick." Oh, I'll be right back. Like, no. Like maybe the day three period, but not the was, day one. And then my other friend was like, "Well, no, it lasts all day." And I like I by the by the time I get home, that that's when it's time to take it out. So I never really have that issue. Or I'm using bathrooms that have sinks inside of the toilet. I'm like, what? bathroom that are you going to that always has a sink inside of the toilet i was like you know what i'm just gonna use cotton like try to like right. use like the but like generation free what is it clear i don't know some organic brand of unbleached tampons unbleached and that's yeah. fine i'd rather use those but i'm not i'm not as that sorry what was your question yeah, about question, the yoni egg? so because i i felt the same way as you with the cup and i still haven't mastered it Mm-mm. um was it, were you nervous that the yoni egg would just fall out on its own? Like I wasn't you, first. Okay. I, I didn't wear it out of the house at first because I was like, I, I'm like, I really don't feel it that much, but like, what if it just starts traveling so down? Laying. I'm like, so laying. laying in the right? Rolling <laughs> <laughs> down your pants. Like, <laughs> like shatters. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but no, it, it kind of stays, it just stays up okay. there. And then, so this one doesn't have a string. So some of them have like, are pre-drilled and you put a, wrap a string okay. in. So the string hangs down, you can pull it out kind of like a tampon. So when I got this one, I thought it had a hole and then I was like, there is no hole. How, so we're just, we're just gonna lay we eggs. Do it. Yeah. So um, I thought it was gonna be really difficult to get out, um, but it's actually really easy. I, you, you do have to squat. Right. And you then give it pressure. And you have to kind yeah. of do a few Kegels. Yeah. And then it kind of starts to push out a little bit, and then you just scoop it out. Okay. Um, but yeah, I've been using it for probably about like a week and a half, almost two weeks now. And it's, you know, I'm into like, 
any type of healing. It's so I have a it's it's a rose quartz, which is supposed to connect your heart chakra, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's those benefits have hit me yet. You know, I'm, I love rose quartz. It's very it's a very I surround myself with rose quartz. We put it in the cleanser too. We right. saw that. Like, so we because we did a post yeah. about that, and I was like, wait, I have what a yoni rose quartz yeah. egg inside of me, and I'm gonna wash myself with the rose quartz. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, the love is just going just abundant. <laughs> But oh. how do you, I, I, I really was like, how do you put rose quartz in a cleanser? Like, yeah, it's, do you like grind it up? Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's cosmetic grade, but mm. it's the vibration, but also it can be like gently exfoliating, mm. like really Ooh, gently. So there's not enough in there to be an exfoliator, but the, the external skin can use like a tiny bit of exfoliation, but it's so, so Mild. You know, minor. So, but for me, it was like important that the self-love piece is always in there. And mm-hmm. we, I even like when I, have our formulators make it, you know, make it. I can't always be at the runs, but I'm like, think good thoughts, like put your intention yeah, in right. when you make these products. But um, so Rose Quartz and me, like, love, I just like love. You have a connection. Connection. To well, I feel like yeah. I'm double, doing double yeah. duty. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, because you got the yoni mm-hmm. in. And, then, and I just use the cleanser right yeah. now. I went yeah. to the gym and I was like, I'm going to use my Lady Sweet. Teresa's <laughs> coming. I'm going to use my Lady Sweet and, and my, my probiotic. <laughs> Cleanser and my yoni egg. I'm just fed, vaginal I'm health. Vaginal health up. Hold up, vaginal right now. health. <laughs> I really love um, your social and like the brand and that there is a lot of information or just about health and just fun stuff. Yeah, well, it's me and Olivia who really. Olivia is who's here. You can't see her, but she like we really have the voice. The voice of the brand is our voice, so it's like really fun to just kind of speak freely and. But we do toe the line between, because feminine health can get really political, it can go really spiritual, it can get real, you know, so we're try, trying to find our, our voice mm-hmm. a little bit in that, because there's so much I want to say. If, like, Trump does one more stupid thing, I want to talk. But <laughs> oh, oh, you mean us? Uh, <laughs> but pla- platform, I just don't know. I'm still navigating, um, because at the end of the day, it's a feel-good brand. It's I want to be positive. I also want to be real. Um, sometimes a girl has a fucking ingrown hair and that's all she has. It doesn't have to be so deep. Right, right. Right, you know, right, right. Like how we can make this caption <laughs> very right. deep. Right. And I think that sometimes turns like someone who barely even knows their what their vulva is doesn't need it to be a whole thing. So heavy. So yeah, so we're we're still sort of aligned and we align with, you know, the bloomy and, you know, um, all bodies and like certain other femme care brands. What I love about the femme care brands, um, they're so much more collaborative. Like we're the other genres of skincare or color that I've been in like it's like us against them mm-hmm. oh sorry as I grab your knee um but this is so fun and we really do like exchange information and and kind of understand the speak um I had a, actually had a call with Saks Fifth Avenue who really wants to bring sexual wellness to light and the girls that are doing it are cool millennials who are like fuck this like we need some we need Should this in our right, stores yeah. and, and we had a conversation on how to have that that talk at retail. So I love that That's it's so cool. at least the gears are turning with these bigger companies that wouldn't even look at it, you know. Well, I hope that I hope that they don't, you know, dilute Me too. dilute it. You know what I mean? And they really take you know, pride and navigate it in a delicate way and not just like uh-huh. it becomes just like stuff like after thought. Right that mm-hmm. that and just starts like just creating yeah. these pop-up brands that really aren't like you 
not even you, but like the ingredients aren't. Yeah, they don't good. care. They're not yeah. conscious of what And it isn't just yeah. about like having a beautiful Instagram feed that looks cute. Which, by the way, your Instagram feed Thank is really you. cute. Thank you. <laughs> and your packaging. I love. I'm like a packaging yeah, junkie. Too. So I really like. I really like your packaging. It's really clean and. No, but it's true. I talk about this all the time with Creme Collective, who is our wholesale agency, and they help really navigate the clean beauty space and. You know, if I didn't have them there, I'd be a little nervous to navigate some of the big guys, but they're really leaning on, you know, they're really leaning on us to help them because they haven't figured it out. And if I wasn't part of the conversation, it would be harder for me to just like go in and, and make it happen. But retail's a funny world. It's, it's a hard, it's the hard part. Do you think that because you're in this clean space and also, you know, I think Obviously, people are getting more comfortable talking about feminine health. Mm -hmm. People are also getting more comfortable talking about CBD mm -hmm. and THC yep. and all those things. And I see so many brands, again, like because it's becoming sort of like a fad. I've seen because because I work in the beauty industry, I see a lot of like brands coming out with like to like CBD eyeshadows. Yeah. I'm like, what, what, what the fuck is CBD? Or like having eyeshadow. like these influencer parties where they're like rolling joints right. and it's just to be cool and I'm like no people actually need this for their health right yeah um, yeah of course like I smoke weed for stress anxiety and just because I like it but like people like Natasha we had a girl on she uses it because she, she has, has extreme PTSD right um, would you ever consider like merging those two worlds together Ab with Lady Sweet absolutely and Lady Sweet you know while it's in the intention was underserved needs for women in a way that was better mm -hmm. like just better the industry didn't do them care service I've always pictured a more like well-rounded brand, um, ingestibles like pro like a better probiotic mm -hmm. and, and this and that. But I I have chronic pain and I'm thyroid and so my I have more joint. You'll see when you hit forty, it's hard enough. But then you layer on hypothyroid stuff and my mom has thyroid disease. Yeah, she actually got her um, thyroid taken out. Yeah, which I think now she regrets because <sighs> there's so many other ways to like kind of regulate it. I know it's like the old school. We were scared of it. Take it out. Yeah. Should be the last last the resort. resort yeah. um, but I have herniated discs, and I'm actually a bad pot smoker. I was so bad at any drug. I didn't do well except for cigarettes and rosé. Those are the only <laughs> ones. Um, and but um, CBD, like I really started to really look at this when Creme Collective was starting to really look at CBD brands like mm -hmm. the Lord Joneses before um, oh, you know, Jones, a few yeah. year, few mm -hmm. years ago, and so I started testing this stuff. And it really started to really work, and I would take less Advil during my periods. And I am like, I know Advil's bad, but when you're desperate and you're, I'm trying to feel my pain more and just get through those like hard parts. But I've had so much neck pain and so much this, so much that lately. Like, I've felt a little desperate. Um, but CBD has really helped me. Um, so now we're we're working on a wellness tincture right now that's very woman driven and actually the the chemist that's helping me she's a woman who um, was an Estee Lauder chemist she's young got in a motorcycle accident and traditional medicine wasn't working and she really dove into CBD and you know cannabis and she said it's like the perfect ingredient in so many ways for its antioxidant ability but you know just being able to work with so many receptors in the body to mm -hmm. mitigate inflammation. Um, so I didn't want to do it because of a trend, but it's I don't really do anything unless I'm, you know, a listen to our audience, but b I really have to, I really have to buy into it. Mm -hmm. And I've read a lot of studies by now. I'm really trying to like get smart about it, but I wouldn't. I I hey I use it 
so why wouldn't I? Right, right. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. So, so much more to talk about. I think next time we hang out, we'll do V-Steams. We'll, yeah, we'll let's give do me, it. Oh, we should Yeah. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. Show Just each other our vulvas. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Because just like there's all this sexual heat, like health and mm-hmm. stuff coming up. I mean, I know you've noticed like all these sex educators and sexual, I don't know, experts. Yeah. Yeah, sex doulas. Yeah. Right. That's a new word. Um, I think there was a workshop that I saw and like everybody pulls out their vagina and they look at it in a circle. Okay. So I was just wondering, like, hmm, I wonder if I would be into something like that. Well, I'm a, I'm a nudist, but I, don't, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't even examine my vagina alone that often, so I don't know if it would be empowering, strange, you know, like, everybody. I think I might need a couple glasses of something. <laughs> rose, rose and cigarettes, yeah. But I'm, I love the idea of being able to just do that. I know that um, my girlfriend just went to Palm Springs with a bunch of women that are a little older than her, and they finally were like, oh, I'm just going to show you mine. And, <laughs> and it took, like, until 50s to be able to do that. I think that should happen <clears throat> A little earlier in life, um, but I think yeah, it's whatever your comfort level is. Um, yeah, I don't always exchangeable. Yeah. I don't. I don't really think I need to show everyone mm-hmm. my my yeah. my vulva. You showed me. I know, but like, why well, don't need to go to a vulva party? Oh like, no, 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 cool. no I mean, Like, sometimes yeah. it's like, all right, too much. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just not for me. Like, you want to go to a vulva vagina party? A vulva That's he- on I think, you, I think it's called the womb healing circle. <laughs> whatever. You know, the hippie, like just like goat yoga is a thing, you know. If whatever. you do it, I might consider it. Okay. Oh, you guys, let me know how. <laughs> I will say Me and Teresa are just over here looking at each other's vulvas I'll give you a call back I'll just do the skincare application I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding But I do want to say one more thing about this oil Because I do get a lot of questions on like, I have chronic ingrowns Like what, why Why haven't I seen like an, like a result And I'm like well how long have you been using it mm. A couple weeks Well how, how many times have you used it Well I just, you know, every four days like that doesn't work. Gotta commit. Yeah, it's really about rebuilding the skin's resilience, and then you'll see less of that over time. But you have to use it every one, day, once a day. No, and that's what I was yeah. saying too, because I posted about it, and uh, I've gotten some questions about it too. And it's like with clean skin, with anything clean and mm-hmm. anything real and natural, it takes time. You're yeah. not gonna see these in like like if you go to the doctor and they give you that medicine. Yeah, it's gonna wipe out that yeast infection in five seconds. Right. But if you're doing it naturally, it's gonna it take, take time. time. Just like girls, we said putting like yeah. garlic in their vagina with yeast infections. You know, I don't get this. Does that work? I yogurt, don't know yogurt, time, yogurt, so. yogurt tampons. My friend, my friend cured yeah. her HPV that way. Yeah. With what? Garlic, yogurt, garlic, uh, yogurt tampons. HPV yogurt? No, she had HPV. I know. And she used she, yogurt because it's full of probiotics oh, to cure her HPV over yeah. the like. It was like took about two months, but she did it every single day, and it was gone, and it's been gone since. So. Anything I feel like clean, holistic, it takes time. You're not gonna, and you have to use it every day. Like even me, the reason why I'm using Lady Sweets because I I want to lighten, I want to brighten mm-hmm. that area. Yeah. I don't have a lot of ingrown hairs, and I have used it to shave, which I never even considered using mm-hmm. an oil to shave. But yeah, like I think it takes time. It just takes time, and in ingrowns, I immediately hyperpigment, so I need to brighten that area too. But it took, so I've been on this oil for what four years. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had an ingrown in three years. Wow. Um, I still have a little bit of dark spots, but around my bikini line where I would just, you know, shave, rush, um, there, there's spot, there's a few spots, but they're gone. And I sometimes wish on Instagram you could do vulva before and afters without scaring. Anyone. I know. You know but, what? The crazy part is, is I took befores. Yeah. So I could, so I could clock it. Yeah. Because well, maybe you can even you do like the sides. Yeah. You know, the yeah, side yeah, areas. Yeah, like with the, um, like a bikini. Mm-hmm. Or at least story them, maybe. But, <laughs> Yeah, I'm really so, into stories. <laughs> it's, it's, and I use, it's essential fatty acids. These are key components of your, of your cells. 
Um, they really are a key component of that moisturization in your skin and being able to hold on to moisture. So I'm, I'm using this on my face. I put it on my face. Oh, night. my God. So the other oh day. Oh, my God. Yeah. I knew you were going to tell. Why are you going to tell my so business? She was like, you know, the other day I was doing this guy's facial, and I realized I didn't have any of my oils. So I put Lady Sweet all over his face. I was like, it was great. <laughs> my husband uses it religiously. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I was like, hmm, I wonder if she yeah. knows this is also a men's facial product. You're going to be really moisturized after that. Take a deep breath. He's going to call you then. What the fuck was that? And if you and if you guys are interested, anyone listening, if you're interested in trying Lady Sweet products, um, make sure to go to their website. And you can use our code, GOODMOMS15, for $15 off of anything over $30, mm-hmm. I believe is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I highly recommend you try it because, you know, it's time. It's time for us to Give really... Give our vagina some TLC. Yeah, especially moms. We have we push humans out of these things, okay? <laughs> we need... If anyone needs some loving down there, it's us. For real. Um, even if I didn't push her out of my vagina, still am mad about that. <laughs> <Let's go>. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of vaginas, but you can use it during pregnancy and I have, oh yeah, using it on their C-section scars and you know, so it's definitely one of those oils that's multifunctional and safe for the entire lady landscape. That's awesome. Yeah, so. Okay. Before we go, we have a hoary that we need to oh. share. Horror stories. If you guys are just tuning in, if you guys don't know what a horror story is, a hori is a highly horrific hotel that was either terrifying, ridiculously funny, or just highly horish. Highly horish. Embarrassing. Level ten hori. Um, this is an anonymous horror hori, um, and it's fucking hilarious. So go ahead. Okay, so I once dated a man I met on Tinder, and he was a southern boy, preacher's son, and a poet, so, you know, a secret freak. (laughs) The sex was hot, huge cock, great in bed. So a few weeks into our fooling around, he tells me he has always wanted a girl to piss on him. I'm pretty open. I'm a pretty open lady, so I was like, sure, let's do this, but in my shower. Um, So I pissed on him. He went wild, wanted me to piss in his mouth, so I squatted over his mouth and pissed in his mouth. He went more nuts, was rock hard, and wanted to fuck my brains out. I let him, I let him, but I also didn't let him kiss me after. So I'm thinking, be okay. clear about that. Right, let me be clear, right. This, this is what didn't happen. So, um, so I'm thinking, okay, we did that. But then, that's all he wanted all the time. Couldn't get enough. Wanted me to piss in his champagne glasses and feed it to him. Give him piss to take home. I was like, no, ma'am. Once or twice is fine, but all the time was a whole nother thing. It was like I opened up his freak portal, and that was now his new <laughs> that was now his new norm. I called it off. No cock is worth all of that. It became a chore. Also, side note, this man also once sent me a video of him in shoulder stand, plow pose, blowing himself. His dick was that big, and he was that flexible. I passed that video around to all my friends. I was like, that man has skills. <laughs> God. <laughs> that man does have skills. He does, oh, or he's, he's missing a rib or two. Right. Self pleasure at its finest. Wow, that's a big dick. Do you think if you do can... you think he do you think she pH tested her urine? <laughs> I know, right? It must have been very balanced. <laughs> I like to drink it. Like, isn't that like? Isn't can't you like die from drinking pee? No, I think people do it if they're like lost on a mountain. Uh, but you don't have to like boil it or something. I don't know. And also, like, if you could self pleasure yourself with your mouth, would you? Would you try that? Probably. Probably to 
it's I don't know I don't know I, I was gonna say does that make me a lesbian but I kinda am but whatever I don't know <laughs> does that make him I don't know I don't does know does that make him gay Same. no it's so he's stuck in his own thing I don't know so stuck in it um, that's what you call a level 10 hoary. So, thank ladies, you for that submission. Please submit your level 10 hoaries. Um, Don't let them be weak as fuck. <laughs> if, if you're questioning if they're weak, then they are. <laughs> Don't send them. We're not going to share them. <laughs> um, but anyway, on that note, take care of your vagina, ladies. And your vulva. And, and your, your vulva. vulva. And, you know, check out Lady Sweet. Check out Lady Sweet. Where can we find you? Um, Right here, I'm never leaving. This is no. <laughs> your Instagram or yeah, your website. Instagram at ladiesweet underscore beauty. Our website, ladiesweetbeauty. And sweet is S U I T E. Sweet. Yes. Of love for the lady parts. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for Thanks coming guys. on and this chatting so with fun. us. And um, we will guide. We will wow. And we will catch you guys next week. Bye. 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 Some now, some day. 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 Some now, some day.